2: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: A few things you need to know about us here on after hours. First of all, we love Baker Mayfield. We've done a complete 180 on that. And he is, in fact, the king of the skills challenge for the NFL and the Pro Bowl quarterbacks. All right. That's neither here nor there. What else you need to know is that we love food around here. We are big foodies. But the the funny part is we're not elitist foodies. We are down-home foodies. If there's such a category, that's what we are. Jay doesn't even eat vegetables, for heaven's sakes. Most of what Jay buys uh, at the store comes from a convenience type of an outlet, like a gas station. Uh, and I make a lot of, we'll call it, how do I want to describe I make a lot of the, the type of foods that are comfort foods. And they really do fit the winter because I love the cold. So I do a lot of soups. I do a lot of stews. And actually, Bob made a great stew on Thursday evening. And I asked him how he liked it. Oh, it's tolerable. It was delicious. I had two bowls and a ciabatta roll. Oh, my gosh. The so best. good. Love so a, a warm ciabatta roll with butter. Anyway, I thought his stew was delicious and delectable, and he has a very high standard for himself. Um, but also, I think even if he didn't like a meal that I made, he would still say, it's delicious, babe. That's his line. Anyway, so his stews are great, but I'm the queen of soups and stews in the household. And I also do the baking and that kind of fun stuff. He does more of the grilling, the salmons, the steaks, the even shrimp and veggies on the grill. Uh, so we have a good mix. But those are the types of foods that you serve to people who they want a a <laughs> filling meal. They want a meal that feels like home. I'm not big into the elitist types of foo-foo with the, I don't know, just the, the unique, never, you know, never tried it before, never tried again, cost a hundred dollars. So maybe Vegas won't be right for me. <laughs> but we definitely are looking for a brunch suggestion in Vegas, and we're also asking for more of your Vegas music playlist suggestions. We've actually done this before a couple of times. Most recently when I ran a half marathon, it was my first one in in four years, and I needed you all to give me a playlist for the half marathon, and you submitted a bunch of great suggestions. So we're asking you for Vegas suggestions as well as your votes for the After Hours Hall of Flame I don't know how, I can't sway the vote, never mind. I was going to say, it feels like there's one very clear winner, one Hall of Flame candidate who has set himself apart from the rest, but I don't want to sway the vote. So I'll keep my opinions to myself. Vote, vote, vote. On Twitter, ALaw Radio, or our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, the poll is up. And then also on our Facebook page, we're glad to hear from you. Uh, many of you have sent suggestions about what we should do in Vegas as well. We're going to have a hard time cramming a lot of that in, but we're going to try. We're going to try to see as much as we can while we're there. There will be videos. There will. You want to find our YouTube channel and subscribe to it. So videos, photos, of course. We're going to do a contest during the week titled Where in the World Are Producer Jay and Amy or Amy and Producer Jay, whatever. Where in the world are the goofballs in Vegas? Oh, actually... We should title it Lost in Vegas. Lost in Las Vegas. That's good. (laughs) Because I could get lost in a paper bag. I'm so bad with directions. I desperately want to compete in the amazing race, but I suck at directions. So I have to be with someone and go with someone who not only can compete in terms of... Little sleep and little food and has a, you know, tenacious competitive spirit, but also someone who doesn't get lost in a paper bag.
4: I'm pretty good with directions. Yeah? Yeah, actually. Are you? Yeah. Huh. I think it would be a decent team. Yes. I'm not really that familiar with the show, but... Oh, you you don't know the show? No, but I'd play. Oh, all right.
3: I'd play. (laughs) Why not? Well, here's the thing. You better do more of that exercising then because it requires a... A physical tenacity and a physical toughness, which you're building up. Yeah, that's right. You're building up. That's right. We, we'd be eating junk right along, like the lines of what you eat on a pretty regular basis. Well, you don't eat junk. You eat a lot of carbs. Yeah, a lot of carbs, a lot of fried foods, which I don't. Mm, not as much
4: fried anymore, but carbs. Okay, definitely. that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's
3: good uh, because we we would be the the. Crux of the show is that you're traveling from place to place, and your downtime is only about 12 hours. So you have to sleep and eat and, and bathe and do all those things after a couple of days of traveling in 12 hours. Oh,
4: gosh. I'm very slow getting ready. Oh. I'm like at least an hour routine to get oh. out of the house, so I wouldn't be good. <laughs> really? Why? And just slow moving. It takes me a while oh. to get ready. I enjoy my shower time. I don't rush it. You well, know? see,
3: sometimes you're in places where... You don't really have the option for a great shower. I would not
4: be great at that, actually. Oh,
3: okay. So you wouldn't want to compete in the Amazing Race. All right. We need someone a little heartier than Jay.
4: <laughs> I'm a diva when it comes to getting ready in the morning.
3: Just got an amazing tweet from DJ KT. DJ KT. I hope I'm saying that right. This I'm just stealing this, even though he did send us a playlist. It's titled Vegas Vibes. That's it. That's the hashtag. That's the name of the playlist. Vegas Vibes. That's amazing. Thank you so much for your Vegas vibes. And uh, actually, we're going to steal the name of your playlist, too. That's fantastic. Super. Super. You know how much I love alliteration. So it's all about Vegas and the Hall of Flame induction on this edition of the show. Plus, we've got first-time All-Stars showing off in the NBA. And we've got three. Not one, not two. Where's, where's LeBron? Not one, not two. Three. Different NFL head coaches introduced on Thursday with the final one hired, Dan Quinn. Not (laughs) Not five. (laughs) Definitely not five. Uh, Dan Quinn hired in Washington. And this. Search got a little narrower after Mike McDonald accepted the job in Seattle. So we've got a lot of coaches to hear from. None quirkier than Jim Harbaugh. Let's just be fair. And none talked more about his quarterback than Dave Canales. Speaking of Charlotte quarterbacks, wait until you hear what Cam Newton, because he was there in Charlotte for a while, obviously won an MVP there, played in the Super Bowl with the Panthers. Wait until you hear his opinion of Brock Purdy. He played the position. The world would be boring if we all agreed. I'm
1: not 32.
3: <laughs> 855-212-4227. That's 855 855-212 212 cbs This may not be an opinion that you shared. Again, world would be boring if we all had the same opinions. That We can't learn from each other or ever consider a different angle if we all share the same opinions. That would be... Too close to brainwashing, if you ask me. So when I tell you that I think Jalen Brunson is rapidly becoming one of the most reliable point guards in the NBA, you may or may not agree with me, but he is rising to the occasion in New York right now. Is second season or third season in New York? It's third, right? Mm, maybe not. Maybe it's only a second. The years all blend together. That's what happens when you do this job. It's hard to remember dates. It's hard to remember trades. It's hard to remember what, who, where, when, why, and how much. Just because there's so many numbers and the years all blend together. We're now into year number 12 in CB- on CBS Sports Radio. This is year two. Year two. Okay. Always go with your first answer. Jay held up two fingers. I should have known. So Jalen Brunson was traded from the Dallas Mavericks before last season. Remember, the Knicks wanted someone else entirely. The the Knicks didn't necessarily want Jalen Brunson. They were looking for a bigger splash. But what they've gotten is a guy who is all in, who executes the game plan, cares about what happens on both ends of the floor, and not only can create shots for himself, but he also can set up his teammates. He has raised the level of play of the other New York Knicks to the point where now they're a bit more of a destination for free agents. Remember, their owner still can be a deterrent there. But also, they're a a team that has become tougher. They've got better leadership. So there's a lot of things to like about the Knicks since Jalen Brunson got to town. And on Thursday, he found out he is a first-time NBA
5: All-Star. Here's Hart spinning on Siaka, fires across Brunson, right wing three ties the game at 91. 5:40 remaining. Now runs into his own man McBride, maintains the dribble, Brunson works his way into the paint, puts it up, and the floater is good, giving the Knicks the lead, 93-91. Fans lets let's go Knicks from the sold-out Garden crowd. Brunson foul line stop shoots and connects, 36 for Brunson. Knicks lead by four. Rick Carlisle calls timeout. Knicks with a power play here, five on four. Brunson back out, DiVincenzo, right wing three off the rim, no good, tapped in by a two up. Extending the Knicks lead to five as Heel remains down <laughs> and the Pacers call timeout six straight Nick points and they now lead by five.
3: Ninth straight win for the New York Knicks. They are the hottest team in the NBA. And that's Kenny Albert calling the game on Knicks radio. Jalen Brunson, 40 points. He goes 15 of 30 from the floor. Even as the team is down a a bunch of guys to injury. They had, what, seven available for this game? And so he was interviewed after the win, of course, but also asked about his first-ever All-Star nod. I mean,
4: I got got nothing to say.
3: Oh, got emotional. Or as Damian Lillard told us, uh, there was sweat sweat running down his face and he didn't want to wipe his eyes because he was worried that someone would think he might be crying. Nope, there's no crying in Portland. There definitely is crying in New York. That's on MSG as he's interviewed on court and you can hear the fans just pick him up. They trailed by 15 in this one and were able to rally back for the win.
2: Kept ourselves in striking distance, um, especially when things weren't going away. Um, but uh, once we got a little bit of roll, we got some stops together and um, found a way to win.
3: Yeah, a lot of times it's about the defense. Tom Thibodeau's core foundation, his core principles have to do with defense. Toughness. Physical play. And for a while, that's all the Knicks could bring to the table. The offense was spotty. But it's not that way anymore because Jalen Brunson is in town. Now, they do still play D, for the most part, and attack the rim. And this is one way in which there's a huge disparity against the Pacers. They out-rebounded Rick Carlisle's club by 16. And here's the number that jumps out at me. You guys... If you listen to me for any length of time during basketball season, you hear me say it offensive rebounds are sexy. They had 24, and by they I mean the Knicks, they had 24 offensive rebounds.
4: We may have had a lead most of the game, but that was fool's gold because, um, you know, what happened on the boards is going to get you, on the road especially.
3: Rick Carlisle dropping fool's gold. Sounds like something we might find in Vegas. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Please vote for the After Hours Hall of Flame induction. So far, Jason Kidd's getting shut out. Jason Kidd's not grumpy enough, apparently. I've been calling you back. (laughs) Jason Kidd is not grumpy or ranting as hard as the other three. Darko, j Kidd, Vrabel, who will not coach at least as a head coach in 24, which is surprising. I'm also surprised by Bill Belichick. Not as surprised by Pete Carroll, but definitely blown away by Belichick and even more now with Mike Vrabel considering how much younger he is. But apparently 48 is too old to be a first-time NFL head coach. And right now, Dan Quinn being the aberration, most of what we're seeing with these new hires, first-timers, first-timers who are younger so Dave Canales Mike McDonald don't tell me Gerard Mayo the Patriots Antonio Pierce though he was the interim is also a first-time head coach and he's one that comes from the player ranks which is completely different so it doesn't always work sometimes it does but and I'm excited to see what happens with him Jim Harbaugh not a first-time head coach little older than some of the other guys, but he's been highly sought after. And right now, the Harbaugh name is gold. Not fool's gold, but actual gold. So vote for the After Hours Hall of Flame on our Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. Knicks win nine in a row. Jalen Brunson scores 40 on night. He finds out he's a first-time All-Star. He got one up though, by Tyrese Maxey in Philadelphia, and we'll get to that coming up as well as the introduction of Jim Harbaugh. You get to find out his favorite TV show during his introduction. It covers a lot of territory, and I mean a lot of territory, but it's good stuff. Oh, and did you guys hear what Mark Andrews did on a recent flight? Wow. Talk about right place, right time, and a man that's used to handling pressure, used to stepping up and getting involved. Completely different forum, of course, but the same tenacity and... And boldness that he uses on the football field also served him well in a personal situation that was scary. So we'll also share that with you. So Vegas, 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 Hall of Flame, football, basketball, Friday. It's coming up. Happy almost Friday. Let's talk to Tim, who's in California. Tim, welcome to After Hours CBS Sports Radio.
0: How you doing, Amy? I'm good. I was just calling about uh, the buffet. Yes. Last time I went to Vegas, it's on the outskirts uh, of the Strip, but the Rio R I O they have the best buffet, brunch, breakfast, everything. Everybody <laughs> leaves the Strip to go over there to the Rio.
3: Really, R I O? Yes. So like like Brazil, Rio?
0: R I O. Yes.
3: Okay. And what kind of food okay. do they have?
0: They have everything. Ooh. Everything. Ooh. That's why everybody go there.
3: Ooh. Okay. I'm gonna look it up right now. Is the, okay. Do you think that would be worthy of Jay's birthday? Of course. Okay. All right. Good. Well, if we end up going to the Rio, which I, I love how excited you are about it, how passionate you are about it, uh, we'll make sure that we talk about it on the air and we remember it was your suggestion.
0: Okay. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Have a great night.
0: All right. Go Niners.
3: <laughs> go Niners. Did you hear, by the way, that the Niners are making away with multiple chartered flights? To Vegas for every single one of their team employees to be there just in case they win their first Super Bowl since the mid 90s. Just in case.
4: Just to watch the game?
3: Yeah, no, to be part of the, yeah, to be part of what could be a historic occasion. Wow. To be part of what could be another Super Bowl title. Remember, they're trying to tie the Steelers and Patriots with their sixth ring. Um, but just in general, I think, because they had worked so hard to try to get back there. And then when they did, you know, they ran to the Chiefs a few years ago. Before that, they they clashed with the Ravens and lost. Uh, that was actually our first one here on CBS Sports Radio. They had been in these last three NFC Championship games and had fallen short in two in a row, and so now they're back. But I was wondering if they're sparing no expense – and sending everyone to Vegas. Does that mean they're pretty sure they're going to win?
4: It's a little cocky. Right? <laughs> a little bit.
3: Maybe they just have a family atmosphere. And they want to make sure everybody's there.
4: They think everyone being there will be a... Maybe everyone will rally behind. They'll be more rah-rah for the 49ers. and It'll be a family kind of atmosphere. Maybe. Maybe.
3: Maybe that's the idea. The idea is that the more support, the better. The idea is that... If we win, or maybe they use when inside the facilities, they want the entire organization to be there. In fact, I even read, this comes from David Lombardi on Twitter, believe it or not. Uh, He covers the Niners for the Athletic. And his tweet is, they're flying everyone from office staffers to interns. Interns. You're an intern for the Niners for one season, and you get to go to Vegas for Super Bowl 58. Multiple charter jets making the trip according to the owner Jed York.
4: That's a great job out of the Niners. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it really makes you feel like you're a part of something. You think they get rings? Yeah, generally. I mean, it obviously goes back to the ownership and how much money they want to spend. But yes, usually everyone who's working with the organization will get one, especially if it's either the first championship mm-hmm. ever or it's the first one in a long time. And In this case, Almost everything is turned over in I'm ba- uh, sorry, in San Francisco, it's not the same people in any way, shape, or form, except the York family. Well, DeBartolo's owned it back then. I'm trying to think when the Yorks became involved. I'll have to look that up. But yeah, it's it's just a complete turnover, as you can imagine. In the last, I don't
4: remember the Niners winning oh. a Super Bowl in my lifetime.
3: So right in the last thirty years. Hmm. <laughs> All right, on Twitter, ALaw radio vote for the After Hours Hall of Flames. Send us your Vegas brunch suggestions if you have anything to compete with the Rio in Vegas. Uh, I'm Now I'm all excited because Tim was so passionate about it. We've also had a suggestion for the win, which is another one I'll have to look up. W-Y-N-N, not W-I-N. <laughs> we'll decide if it's for the win. Uh, straight ahead, while we're talking about Brock Purdy... The Niners, their chances of winning a Super Bowl. Cam Newton weighs in on the Niners QB. We'll see whether or not you agree.
1: But you can't cook.
3: I mean, what does that have to do with whether or not he can play quarterback? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: He runs around, Purdy, pressures Purdy, throws,
3: caught by Brandon Ayuk, touchdown, San Francisco.
4: All he's done since he's been here uh, is play at an elite level and everything starts with him. Just really, we're lucky he's our quarterback.
5: Heck of a game manager, wow, is Man, the heck out of that game, boy. He's <laughs> the reason we're going to have a chance to win us a ring. I love him.
4: This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence.
3: You hear the voices of Greg Papa and Tim Ryan on Niners Radio. The Brock Purdy experience has had some pretty dramatic chapters in both the divisional round of the playoffs against Green Bay and then, of course, uh, from a 17-point deficit at halftime against the Detroit Lions. And... uh, I think there should be zero questions about Brock Purdy ever. Christian McCaffrey, Fred Warner, George Kittle, anyone you ask, they rave about this guy. And it sounds like they have taken up this crusade where they're going to defend their quarterback to the hilt. And honestly, I don't understand the criticism. Is he the most athletic quarterback in the NFL? No. But neither was Tom Brady. Okay, and I'm not comparing Brock Purdy to Tom Brady. My point is that Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, they had cinder blocks for feet. Uh, it's only because Brady stuck around until he was 85 that he had over 1,000 yards rushing in his NFL career, right? That He wasn't a rushing quarterback. You've got guys in the NFL that are not extremely athletic, now, you've got some that are athletic to the hilt. In fact, they're, they'd be no more for their athleticism than they would be for their passing skills. Brock Purdy is a solid QB who can make every throw, who is really young in his career still, who, as a part of the Niners organization, follows the game plan, executes the game plan, is out there on the field responsible for leading the offense, And done all those things extremely well. Now, I don't think game manager is a slur when it comes to NFL quarterbacks. But to say that he's average, that he's mediocre, that he's not very good, that he's only successful because of the people around him is not true. Because you wouldn't say that about any other quarterback who has to deliver throws the way that he does. He delivers throws on the run. He'll throw them under duress. He's tough. He takes hits. But also, we've seen him eyes up, head up, watching plays either unfold or break down, as is the case, and take off and create either a, an extended play or an extended opportunity, but create a first down simply because of his field vision and his ability to adjust on the fly and his ability to run. Right? They're not going to design runs for him. That's what Christian McCaffrey is for. And they don't really want their quarterback taking a ton of hits. The Niners have been through a revolving door of QBs. They're glad to have Brock Purdy the entire season. He's smart. Heads up. He's fiery. Oh, gosh. You want to talk about accountable. The guy wears the failures all over him. He takes responsibility. He's worked hard. And and honestly... I think it really is important, again, to point out that he's been a starter for an entire year and a half. He's not Josh Allen. There's only one Josh Allen. He's not Lamar Jackson. But gosh, he's a damn good QB. And whether it's refusing to look at what the numbers say or the wins, whether it's refusing to acknowledge that he can do everything that most quarterbacks can do. I mean, I would say he's a top 10 quarterback at the at the very least. Might even go top seven. We'll have to have that debate at some point. Although it feels like every radio show is having that debate right now. So it's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Cam Newton is, I wouldn't say he's backtracking, but it's saying he's trying to qualify his previous criticism
1: of or or label of Brock Purdy. I've never said that Brock Purdy was trash. Oh, What I did say is Brock Parody is a game manager. That's not hate. That's just what I feel to be facts.
3: Game manager has somehow become a slight. I actually don't think it should be a slight, but somehow it's become a way to tarnish a QB and his style of play. There are some damn good quarterbacks or very successful quarterbacks, even quarterbacks who've won Super Bowls and have ended up in the Hall of Fame because they knew how to manage a game. And yet we throw it around as an insult. So Cam Newton, again, trying to qualify what he's previously said about Brock in the wake of two terrific come-from-behind performances by the Niners offense in which Brock has made a ton of plays.
1: To be labeled a game changer, Brock Parity has to be the best player on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. And who's the best player? To Christian McCaffrey. If you really want to just be honest, if you add in a defensive talent and you add in the offensive talent, Brock Parity is the 10th best player on his team. Okay, cool. Did he have a great game? Yes.
6: Yeah. Is he been hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
1: playing out of his mind yes is he a quarterback that's hot yes Yes. but he's still the 10th best player on his team
3: whether or not you agree that he's the 10th best player on the team I mean there are some pretty impressive star players on both sides of the ball for the Niners this is really Cam Newton's world so we're hearing from him on fourth and one He's the one who defines you can't be a game changer. You haven't earned the title of game changer unless you're the best player on your side of the ball. So that's his very specific definition. It sounds to me like he's creating a world in which his, his criticism slash opinions of Brock Purdy make sense. <laughs> it just sounds like he's he's moving the goalpost, if you will, and just creating a space where he's right. It's okay to admit that you had him pegged wrong. It's okay to admit that you underestimated Brock Purdy. I think a lot of people have. And honestly, it would be a common mistake, right? Because he was drafted dead last two years ago. I love that the Niners found him. I love that the Niners have made a way for him to be their starter and that they believe in him and that they're investing him. And I love that he doesn't need to be a superstar. And I'll bet you money, I don't know Brock personally, I look forward to hearing from him in uh, some press conferences when we get to Las Vegas, but I'll bet you most of what I'm worth that he would much rather have a Super Bowl ring and be a Super Bowl champion than go to a Pro Bowl or be a first-team All-Pro. Not that those things aren't great validation, but it's clear that one of the reasons Brock is so successful is his he's about the team. He's not about himself. He's about the team, and I love that.
4: Is two of the best player on his side of the ball? No, I think people would say he's a game changer. Is Dak the best player on his side of the ball?
3: Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on how we're measuring. I would
4: maybe say CD Lambs, probably a better athlete, talking. maybe. Yeah. yeah, Jared Goff, not the best player on no. his side of the ball. That's oh, I mean, just no. three guys right there on the top of my that, head
3: that are game changers. That yeah. I would
4: say I'd call a game changer. right.
3: Jordan love, not the best player on his side of the ball. That would be Aaron Jones, just in terms of athleticism and impact. But wow, is Jordan going to be the right fit? Speaking of Jordan, when we get to uh, uh, QB News a little bit later on the show, Brian Kutenkunst is talking about his quarterback and the successful second half. All right. on Twitter, Law radio, Vegas Buffet suggestions. Here's what we found. well, I, I I will tease this. We just found out something devastating about the Rio. All right, so we're going to have to pivot. Sorry, Tim in California, uh, but we're taking not only your brunch suggestions. I've done some Googling myself, so you have to tell us thumbs up or thumbs down. This is really Jay's birthday present, so we have to be serious about it, somewhat analytical about it. But also, we're looking for your Vegas playlist suggestions. We need some Vegas-themed music. We're going to call them Vegas Vibes. I stole that, but but it's mine now. Vegas Vibes, and you can vote for the After Hours Hall of Flame inductee of your choice as well. So all of this is available on Twitter or on Facebook. Glad to have you with us. Phone number is 855-212-4227.
4: It's almost Friday. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast.
3: I don't care if the sun don't shine. I do my drinking in the evening time when I'm in Las Vegas. You can
1: sit in the sun and camp. I get my color from a sunray lamp when I'm in Las Vegas.
6: This is
4: After Hours I love with the life Amy Lawrence. Love the
6: life. There's fun of every kind.
3: Next time I come, I'll bring my wife. I'll do that. If I lose my mind. Isn't Dean Martin part of the Rat Pack? Oh, yeah. I feel like Rat Pack music is the style that I would use for my Vegas vibes. Frank Sinatra, my uh, my grandparents, excuse me, used to dance to Frank Sinatra in western Pennsylvania long before he was famous and part of the Rat Pack. Wayne Newton is someone we keep hearing about. He is classic Las Vegas. Of course, Elvis, too. So, yeah, we've got a lot of different directions, a lot of different music that we will use next week. We're looking for your Vegas Vibes music playlist for our trip to Super Bowl 58. We'll do three days on Radio Row and three shows from there. Our shows will come from our local Las Vegas affiliate, which is great. So, we won't be on Radio Row to do the show because honestly, I don't think being in a huge convention center like Mandalay Bay when it's empty and there's just a couple people inside makes for great acoustics. So I'd rather be in a studio. Uh, Our partnership with Southern Recipe Pork Rinds is making this possible. We're really excited uh, to go to the cigar party on Thursday night. And Jay, I've been checking out the possible buffet options for Friday, but there's bad news. Are you ready? This has been confirmed now by people who are finding us on both Twitter and Facebook, but I did see it online as well. The Rio is closed for renovations. The Rio buffet is closed right now. It's And, and that's as recently as January 15th, 2024. So the hotel may be open, but whatever buffet space they use, the Rio is not available. It's closed. And so that is devastating. I was all excited about it. But we do have some other options. I'll just throw them out there, and you tell me what you think. The Wynn Las Vegas Buffet has been suggested by a few listeners on our social media. 16 all-you-can-eat food stations. Oh,
5: that's a lot oh, of stations.
3: okay. The buffet at Wynn offers more than 130 dishes with the ingredients of the highest quality, which sets us apart from other buff- buffets. So that's their tagline. You'll find fan favorites. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Garlic herb-infused prime rib. Roll to order sushi and sashimi. Now, that's not me, but you may like that. I like that. You do?
4: I like sushi. No, I'm not crazy into sushi, but like beginner level sushi I'm into, yeah. A
3: crowd favorite, gigantic crab leg boil. Okay. Wow. Chilled lobster claws, jumbo split crab legs. Also, Eggs Benedict, Latin street food stations, the pancake station, red velvet chocolate chip. That's Bob right there. He loves red velvet. I think red velvet is kind of cheap. It's red food coloring, so it's just chocolate with red But he loves red velvet. So red velvet chocolate chip and buttermilk and vanilla bean varieties of pancakes. How many pancakes can we eat at one brunch? How big are they? See, we can't start with pancakes because no. once you fill up on pancakes, you'll never go back for anything else. Rookie mistake. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, also... There's crepes, fresh fruit, compotes. You can make an online reservation, and brunch is offered Friday through Sunday from 8 a. to 1 p. All right, that's a good time frame. Okay, that's an option. There are some others, like the Wicked Spoon at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. This is more style and aesthetics. So I don't, I don't know that, mm. that that's really our style. It's modern decor, moody, it's like lighting. It's a, it's a, yeah, feels a bit like eating at a nightclub. Eh, that's not for me. That's not no. us. No, not in the morning. Oh, heavens, not in the time. morning. I hate
4: that scene, to be oh, honest. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All
3: right, so that's out because this is uh, Jay's birthday present. The buffet at Bellagio. Are you ready? Las Vegas buffets are decadent, and the buffet at Bellagio is no exception. By the way, I'm reading from Travel and Leisure online. If you want a show alongside your meal, Ooh, oh, that's us. Raise yeah, our I, hands. Always like a we show. want shows. <laughs> The live-action cooking stations are just the thing. That's up my alley. Uh-oh, yeah. Made-to-order omelets, crab legs, and pasta dishes. That's you. I, I mean, I've-, I've never heard anything that's more J, <laughs> unless it was held at a CVS or a, a 7-Eleven somewhere. I would live there. Carving stations. Oh, gosh, that sounds like our wedding. Flank steak and St. Lu- Louis-style ribs. To go along with all of the others. And it's open seven days a week, eight to all three. All the
4: others? All
3: the... Well, all there's the other more
4: steaks and cuts. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah.
3: There's, there's all these different live action shows that they put on. The buffet is open seven days a week, which means we would be able to do it on Friday. Oh, and kids under five eat for free if you've got any. Uh, okay, let's see. There's a couple other circus buffet. It's circus circus.
4: I've been there actually. Not Have the buffet, you? But the circus. I remember that. It's like a. It's a big theme park inside the hotel.
3: Gotcha. Okay. It says. Once upon a time, Vegas Buffets offered a mountain of okay to good food for rock-bottom prices. This sounds more like something you'd see at the Golden Corral.
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I remember the hotel correctly, it's not the nice. It's really a theme park. It's like Disney World. The
3: Circus Buffet offers decent quality eats at a relatively modest price. It's... Omelets, salads, I don't know if that's us. I think we want more of the Vegas experience. Mm. Although I guess Circus Circus is pretty Vegas. But sadly, the Rio is not available, which means it's the win. Right now, it's the win for the win, or it's the buffet at Bellagio for the win. Mm.
4: Bellagio with the shows is enticing.
3: Yes. This is according to Travel and Leisure magazine. 855-212-4227 if you want to reach us here on After Hours. Uh, Also on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, we're going Vegas vibes, baby. We need the music. We need the playlist. We need the buffet suggestions. This is Jay's birthday, so please take it seriously. Don't send us to the Golden Corral if that's not the best one. Uh, And then also... We'll take any other kind of suggestions for what we might be able to cram in on uh, Friday or some of the days where we have the option to go out and take photos and videos uh, and then uh, vote for the After Hours Hall of Flame. I realize it may not be nearly as exciting as Vegas buffets, but that's what we're about right now. Mike is listening in Pebble Beach. Mike, welcome to After Hours CBS Sports Radio.
0: Hey, Amy Lawrence, what's up?
3: Yo, good to hear from you. (laughs)
0: Good to hear from you. I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. Cool. I've got a couple of things. I've got a Super Bowl prediction, if you want that. I'm a 49er fan. I was just at 49ers practice today.
3: Oh, yeah? How'd they look?
0: Uh, They looked uh, excited and ready to go. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, I'm calling it 49ers 28, Kansas City Chiefs 27.
3: Well, that would be exciting. I have no idea if you're right, but I do know a one-point game would be awesome. It's going to be good. I'm going to be there. Very cool. You're going to the um, actual game? Yes, I am. Perfect.
0: Um, I got also an answer for your song playlist. Okay. Just one song. How about Wayne Newton? Old school Wayne Newton.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Dunk of shame. <laughs> We've actually heard that from a couple of other people. We'll have to try that out next hour and see if it fits Jay's style. Actually, it doesn't really right matter. On. I got one more
0: thing. I got one more thing on your buffet
3: because I've been down there. Okay. Bellagio rocks. It does.
0: Buffet. Okay. It rocks. And then here, you guys are going to be down there a couple of days. So you got to do Caesar's. You got to do Treasure Island,
3: Mirage, and Harris. Meaning walk through them or meaning eat there? Eat there, the buffets, different days, different buffets. Wow. I might run out of money. But also, we don't have that much time. not
0: that expensive. Bellagio's expensive. The others are pretty reasonable. I wouldn't do Circus Circus.
3: Okay. Honestly. Okay. All right. So we're right now, Bellagio is in the lead. So here's the deal, Mike. Uh, We work a ton on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we don't often even have time to do real meals. But if we do have an option and there's something at the south end of the strip, because we're staying at the Luxor and Mandalay Bay is hosting Radio Row. And then, of course, the stadium's right across the highway. So we'll be in that area for the most part. Now, our station is out west about eight miles. So straight west of the stadium about eight miles that's what we'll be doing our shows from but yeah we're, we're mostly we're going to be looking for quicker options on okay. tuesday wednesday thursday yeah i'll come by and check you guys out i'll be down oh, there sweet that sounds a lo- like a lot of fun make sure you introduce yourself as mike from pebble beach i will do that amy perfect Great meeting you thank you travel safe good to meet you too how about that We've actually had a bunch of people who've said, hey, we're going to be there. I'm going to be there. Where are you guys going to be broadcasting from? So I hope that we do have a chance to interact with some listeners. We we will not be inviting you to the show because that's serious. We actually have to do some work. Uh, not to mention that we are I don't believe we're in a studio that has windows where you can stand and look inside. Uh, but also because of the hours and stuff and just because we're out of our comfort zone, uh, we're going to end up just – kind of doing our thing there, and they're giving us a key. So, Producer Jay and I will have a key. We'll have the run of the place. Let's hope we don't break anything. Uh, Or let's hope we don't get locked. Like, you know, sometimes you have to go from maybe the kitchen area or the area where there's a lounge or bathrooms back into the studio type area in the offices. Let's hope we don't accidentally get locked in one place uh, and not able to get out. I'm going to get locked in the bathroom, aren't I? Uh, You better not because I am not carrying you all the way through the week at Vegas. I'll get you the buffet. I'm, I'm good with the breakfast buffet. You get to pick.
4: I think Bellagio's in the lead.
3: But I'm saving it till Friday just in case your work is lacking in quality. <laughs> it's Fair. After Hours, CBS Sports Radio.
6: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.